Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Pause I Am Radio with your host, Robert Brining, sharing stories from across the United States and around the world. To join the conversation, call 929-477-3572. That's 929-477-3572. Each week, we'll bring you our exclusive HIV scoop with Josh Robbins and your positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. Your weekly dose of hope. Pause I Am Radio. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I'm so excited to be back with my co-host, Brady Dale. Hello, Brady. Hey, Robert. How are you today? Good. Happy Sunday. This is a good weekend for you, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. It's been a great weekend. <laughs> My man is in town, and I'm getting getting to play tourist in Nashville, even though it's a little bit chilly out there, but we are having a great time. Been out all morning downtown, and thankfully, I just live a couple miles from downtown, so I ran home to do the show, and then we're going to go back out and see more of the city here in a little bit. How about you? Well, I'm sitting here in Philadelphia freezing my butt off. It definitely feels (laughs) like winter has arrived. Yeah, same here. We have, like, no fall, it seems like. We just went straight from summer right into winter this year. Yeah, it's like 48 degrees, so we're kind of uh, chilly here in the the good old uh, state of Pennsylvania. But, you know, what do you expect? That's kind of one, one of the reasons I like living here. So, so during your sightseeing, have you seen any celebrities or anything? Uh, only people who thought they were celebrities, but no real celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad that you guys are having fun. I'm excited um, about today's show. Um, you know, I actually met uh, Katie through you at Positive Living. Um, but I want to talk a little bit for people maybe who missed last week's uh, show. I just want to remind them that they can uh, – Find all of our archived uh, interviews on uh, Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes. You can download them for free. But last week uh, we had the insanely funny Mark S. King on, who uh, shared a little bit about his story and um, his humor with us. Uh, you know, um, what were your thoughts of last year's uh, uh, last year's uh, last week's show? I really always uh, enjoy talking to Mark. Uh, I walk away with a little bit more insight. And he he has that that, that ability to, to make you see things not only for, not only see things from a different perspective, but you know he hits on the emotional cords and where people can actually connect um, to to what he's saying. And uh, I just love having it. And then, like you said, it's always not only does it come with a little bit of knowledge, but it comes with a laugh usually from Mark King. So. Yeah, I, I love that man. He's a he's a, a great activist and definitely knows how to uh, uh, tell a story. We'll say it that way. Uh, yeah, and make you laugh. You know, as you said. But 
Uh, I want to move on to today's guest. Uh, Katie is actually, I, I want you to introduce Katie because you know Katie a little bit better than I do. So, um, Well, I have the opportunity. Yeah, I met Katie um, a few years ago. Actually, I want to think it was one of my very first uh, Positive Living conferences is where I first met Katie. And then um, as I got further into my advocacy work and taking on the chairman of the National Regional HIV Planning Council, um, and them being able to send me then to conferences um, and me increasing my network, I started running into Katie um, at various places and at these conferences and things. And um, just hearing, you know, bits and pieces, I never, like, hung out with Katie. But sitting next to her or sitting next to her, I could hear her or hear her part of her story. And the more I heard, the more intrigued I became. And then she got involved with the U Equals You campaign, which all of our listeners are pretty well, very adamant about and very involved with the um, Prevention Access Campaign and U Equals You. And we brought Katie on, and I love, love, love what Katie has done. And, and it's kind of like really spurred and sparked her, her advocacy um, and her fight against HIV stigma. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to bring her on and talk to her more. Yeah, so, uh, so a little bit, I just want to go ahead and, and read a little bit of her bio here. It says, Katie Willingham is a woman of transgender experience in rural, in rural North Alabama, diagnosed in June of 2000, but she didn't step into her advocacy role until January of 2017. So let's go ahead and bring on this brave woman. Hello, Katie. How are you, honey? Hi, fellas. How are you? They are you great. Yes. How are things? How are things in Alabama this this afternoon? Oh, it's beautiful right now. It's like sixty something degrees, but it, I mean it's cold for us. But it's uh, right, it's cold. Like summer to Robert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it it feel, feel like you're right. It summer. would feel like summer to Robert down here. But actually, the funny thing is, is two days ago we were in the sixties and it was nice and hot. We we're all wearing shorts, and now we're all got our heat on, and it just won't make up its mind over here. Right, same here. Uh, so, Katie, let's Katie. go ahead first. I want to say thank you for coming on the show. Um, it was a pleasure oh, meeting you, for you having at me. Pos- It was a pleasure meeting you at Positive Living. Um, it was uh, one of the highlights that I took away uh, was meeting you and just hanging out with you all the extra day at the beach with Bruce. Uh, it was just really nice to kind of and and Jamie, you know, to just relax. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was great. I really enjoyed meeting you, and and uh, and uh, that's something I've I've never really done before was stay an extra day to and and uh, hang out at the beach for a little bit. But but I thought it was we had the, we had the time this year, and and it was it was it was needed. It was good. Good deal. Well, hey, Katie. Um. Let's kind of just get in here. Uh, I would love to talk to you or and find out more about. Uh, could you tell me about Katie before your diagnosis? Um, well, before my diagnosis, I was uh, I was in a completely different world. I hadn't uh, I had not uh, uh, begun to transition yet. I mean, this was in this was in, I was diagnosed in two thousand and. Um, I didn't 
I didn't come out as transgender until uh, like 2014. Okay. So um, I when when I was diagnosed, I was I was working and um, I was working as a vault setter and um, I had for a long time for I'd been for probably over a year I had been having trouble breathing and uh, eating and uh, I'd I'd brushed it off Uh, I was very stubborn back then about going to the doctor I wouldn't go to the doctor unless I was gushing blood or something you know Unless, unless I was losing a limb or something, right? And and um, so I put it off. I kept thinking that my shortness of breath was uh, due to my smoking. I was uh, I was maybe catching emphysema like uh, like my grandfather did, and you know figured there wasn't nothing that could be done anyways. So right. Um. I was really having trouble breathing, so I went to, I finally went to a doctor, and he was treating me for anxiety, and I kept telling him, this is not anxiety, I just got a raise at at work, everything was great at home, you know, there was no need for me to have anxiety, and, uh, but he wouldn't listen. He kept. He couldn't find anything else wrong with me. So he. So that's what he treated me for, and I progressively got worse. Uh, finally, I changed doctors and Good for you. found. I found another doctor. He was young, but he was really. He was really good. He was really smart. Had a had a excellent, wonderful bedside manner and. Um, I went to his office a couple times. The I think like the second or third time I went to his office, I walked into the office to sign in. The nurse behind the counter took a look at me and her wide-eyed and took me straight back into the observation room. They said I was blue as a smurf. And uh, they called called an ambulance took me straight to the hospital from there and I was in the hospital for 10 days I didn't sleep for those entire 10 days I I just I I thought I felt like and I thought that I was I was dying I wasn't leaving that hospital and um Every time the doctors came into the room, it was more bad news. Every time they took a test and 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 came back with the answers, it was more bad news. It was like it was just too much to take. Uh, they found out that that I had a I was having trouble eating because I had a, a large uh, infection in my stomach. Oh, I had uh, I had PCP pneumonia. And and uh, HIV positive, or uh, they I was officially diagnosed with AIDS, and um, 
Yeah, my 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 viral load was was over seven hundred thousand, nearly eight hundred. My CD four was forty two, oh. and my doctor, I asked him, you know, just I I asked him just so I could know, have some kind of idea what I was looking at. I was like, what uh, what would you give me as far as outlook? And he's and he told me that I had one to five years to live. Oh wow! He said he said you're not. It would be more than a year, but five would be pushing it. Wow! So I would get my affairs in order, and and you know that was. I mean that's what I wanted. I wanted the tr- I wanted the truth, but but. You know, from then right. on, hearing it, I'm sure took you took you back some, right? And so, uh, I, I mean, you could tell from from the looks in in the nurses' eyes and the doctors' eyes that, that I mean, none of them none of them thought I was going to live, and. Uh, well, with, with what was what day did that change for you? What day did you say I'm going to be here and I'm going to make it through this? That took a while, actually. I mean, for like I said, I had a diet. You know, I was I was given one to five years. So for those five for the for the for the next five years, I lived in terror. I was right. I was terrified of catching a cold. I was terrified of anyone who was sick in in any way. Now, um, about did it make months, you isolate even? I'm sorry, Katie. Did that make you isolate even more, like not going out in public and avoiding like large crowds and things like that as well? Oh yes, I was terrified of crowds. I would not go to my children's school for anything. Um, I was terrified. I was terrified of children, <laughs> you know, because right. you know, you know, children are usually Special always there. Carriers, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> I was, you know, I was, I was terrified. I was terrified of my kids, of them, of them giving me an illness. I was terrified of 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 my blood, of what I could give them. And I mean, so right. you know, I didn't, I didn't have a whole lot to do with my own children for. For a while, um, and and yeah, that was that was rough. Um, yeah, for the first Actually, five years, uh, for the first five years, I lived in I lived in terror, and for the next five years uh, after that, I still continued to look over my shoulder, feeling like I was on borrowed time. You know? Right. Um. I started to it started to come across after about ten years <laughs> that I wasn't going to that I wasn't going to die anytime soon that i was I was undetectable and back then I didn't fully know what that meant i, I all I knew was that that meant I'm not going uh, to die from a simple illness like the cold or right. or you know, a flu or something. My right. body. That's what, 
that's what many of our providers back in during that time would tell us about being undetectable is that it just meant would be healthier. Right. But that was right. So I didn't fear every little illness like I did. I knew I could take over the over the counter medications like everybody else. Uh, you know, as as long as I felt as as long as I was undetectable, I felt somewhat I felt somewhat okay. Right. Um, but I still felt um, da- dangerous. You know, I I feared. Uh, playing with my kids and scraping my, you know, scraping my elbow or on something, or, or cooking dinner and cutting myself. <clears throat> you know. Let me ask you this: During that time when you're so terrified um, of 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 living with HIV and and not wanting to transmit or or pass on the virus to anyone else, how, did that play in? How did that kind of play into? your transition were you afraid to to pursue your transition did any of that play into it or or how did that work for you well that's probably why i didn't transition till a lot later because i mean uh, before my diagnosis i was i was living in the mask i was i was um I was trying to be what everyone wanted and expected me to be. Um, after my diagnosis, I was, I was, uh, I didn't work anymore, and I was, I was at home. I started to come out at home a little bit more, but I, but I had no thoughts of coming out publicly, completely, because I didn't. Feel that there was any use. I wasn't going to live long. Um, I uh, makes sense. So it was like, what, what? What's the point? Why go through the? Why go through all of that if I'm just going to turn around and die? I, I, I understand now. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I'm just like I, I was. I was living in in misery, not being myself, but I knew there would be great consequences to it, and and like you said, what's what's the point? I'll be gone soon anyway. So, you know, Katie, you, um, you say that you know this is Robert. When you were were diagnosed, the doctor you know sat down and told you that you had you know between one to five years. And you know you were diagnosed actually a year prior to me because I was diagnosed in June of two thousand and one. And to still be sitting here now, you know, seventeen, eighteen years later, you know, how does that make you feel? Amazing. I, I did not think back then, especially. I did not think I would I would see this far, and and living living this normally, um, for lack of a better word. Um, I mean, I feel I feel as I today. I feel just like anybody else. You know, I live with I live with a chronic condition that's easily treat, treatable with with medication. Same as same as diabetes or COPD, which I also have. I have more trouble out of my COPD than I do my my HIV. Um, right, right. 
so, so for for the timeline, you were diagnosed HIV, you were diagnosed uh, in, in 2000, and then you said you you came out publicly uh, about your transition. Was that in 2014? Am I correct with that timeline? It was right. It was around in there. Um, around in 2014, and then in 2017, you decided to kind of really spread your wings and, and open up in the HIV advocacy field and, and really get more involved. And I want to take a quick little break and play uh, this week's HIV scoop, and then we can come back and we can talk about how you kind of got involved with that because you're really hefty involved for somebody who's been involved for a little bit over a year. So I want to talk about all the good <laughs> stuff that you're doing, and I, and I want to talk about how you, you know, came to that decision to – to, to do, you know, to put yourself out there because it's, it's difficult to do that at times. So hold on for one second. We'll be right back with Katie Williams. This is the all-new HIV Scoop with Josh Robbins, exclusively for Pause I Am Radio. This week's buzzworthy sexual health news in under two minutes. Here's Josh Robbins with this week's HIV Scoop. Well, what's up, everyone? How are y'all? It's a cold, cold day in Nashville. It looks like we've kind of skipped fall, and now it's, it's like winter or something. I don't know. All right, Pharma Forum reports Zeev Healthcare has applied for a fast U.S. review of its single-tablet, two-drug HIV drug regimen, and they're going directly against Gilead. The joint venture said that it will use a priority review voucher to cut the length of the drug's FDA review from 10 months to six months. And trials so far have shown that the two drug combination is as effective at suppressing the disease as commonly used three drug combination, but with fewer side effects. So congratulations to them. All right, in a poll on imstilljosh.com, I asked readers to answer two questions. One, did they attend HIV conferences? And number two, would they attend a completely virtual online HIV conference? The results in this unscientific and limited polling might surprise you. 43% did not attend any national in-person HIV conferences. 43%. Though we don't know the exact reason for this, I think that we could probably guess it's fair to say that cost could be a contributing factor. Robert and Brady, these things are expensive to go to. Or as we say in the South, expensive. This is so expensive. But 92% said they would attend a virtual HIV conference. With that said, Important news that is breaking right here. Save the date, y'all. Friday, December the 7th is the inaugural HIV Activism Digital Summit. Details are coming next week, but save the date. Friday, December the 7th, online, will be the HIV Activism Digital Summit. And that news is breaking exclusively today on Foz I Am Radio. Whoop, whoop. I'm Josh Robbins, and this was your HIV scoop. And there you have it. Thank you, Josh Robbins. For more information on Josh and HIV scoop, go to omstiljosh.com. I'm back here live with Katie and Brady and Robert. What's up, everyone? 
Hey, Katie. Um, hey. Let's say um, talking about um, conferences, and we all know, you know, those of us who have gotten involved with advocacy, these conferences, like Robert, or I'm sorry, like Josh said, are not uh-huh. cheap. I, I myself did not even be able to go, wasn't able to go to a conference until I began volunteering in my community and took over this uh, chair position, became the chair of the National Regional Agency Planning Council and began them paying to send me to these places. Um, but it was also at conferences, I believe, I, the first time I met you was at a Positive Living, Positive Living Conference um, a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep. Um, the first conference I went to was Positive Living um, 20, uh, 2015. Yes, yep. 2015. Um, <clears throat> I was offered the opportunity from uh, by my ASO, Thrive Alabama, uh, which I love Thrive Alabama. They are my family. Um, I feel like they saved my life. They have been with me every step of the way of my, uh, you know, of my development from 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 about to die to 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 today. Um, awesome. They 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 have uh they have been awesome but they offered me the opportunity to go to um this conference in Florida and I didn't know what it was I didn't I had never been to a conference before um but and to be honest the first the first one I went to I saw I was really is kind of more of a vacation than anything <laughs> right um, but Meeting the people and going to the workshops, you know, it it put something in me. It 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 really sparked my interest. I felt so much respect for these people who were doing things in their communities and uh, you know doing things to help people living with HIV. And I really respected that. And I wanted to get involved in some way myself, but I didn't know where or um, right, and I know that there's a lot of our listeners. A lot of people are the same way. Um, they they feel like they want, or they know that they want to get involved. They just don't know how. Yeah. And how lucky how lucky were you, Katie, that the first conference you actually went to was the Positive Living Conference? I mean, that conference is like the mecca of conferences for people with HIV. You know, there's so much support and so much love there. It's well, you really lucked out, and to hear that, it's still. You know, because at the time when you guys met each other there, I was taking a break from my advocacy. And to hear that that conference, you know, after me taking a couple of years off and coming back, that it's still basically blossoming new activists, you know, time and time again. I think it's just it's an, it's a test to what the conference, you know, is about and, and how the people like Butch and everyone at Oasis run it. It's awesome. It's it is. It, but, it's, it's really very much a, a close and, and intimate uh atmosphere and and you feel you feel welcomed you feel comfortable and and supported supported right yeah and uh well katie is is was it at this conference that you got um involved with the positive women's network or no that was the next year in in 2016 um okay uh you know, so for so for that year, I didn't really I didn't really do anything. I was searching for somewhere to get involved and couldn't 
couldn't find anything. In 2016, I went to Positive Living again. Um, before Positive Living, there was the PWN Speak Up Summit. Uh-huh. And, and anyone who knows positive, uh, the Positive Women's Network knows they will light a fire in, in you. <laughs> and Right, and they did, and they did me. Their their atmosphere was 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 electric. It was awesome, and th- then I knew I really wanted to get involved. Somehow I had to get involved. Um, 2016 was also the year I met. Was also the first year I heard the U equals U message. Uh, that was when uh, I saw Bruce at. At Positive Living, and so 2016 changed everything for me. Um, it changed my, I mean, it's really sparked my desire to get involved in advocacy and changed how I saw myself. You know, for the first time in for the first time in 15 years, I didn't see myself as as a walking biohazard. As you know, right. as a bottle of poison. You know, yeah. I. You know, I was I, I felt freer to be to be intimate with 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 others. Um, to go into crowds and 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 all kinds of things. You know, it it changed everything. So, Katie, being a positive living in 2016. You heard Bruce for the first time. Is that the first time you heard him speak there? Yes. Okay, So you, and that's the first time that you heard the U equals U message? Yes. So taking it from there, um, you know, you're saying the first time you don't feel like you're toxic, that you're, uh, you know, a biohazard. Taking and, and feeling that message and, and hearing it for the first time and then leaving, you have done so much in a year from t- to this year's Positive Living um, I want to talk about how did you ended up getting involved with the campaign, and I want to talk about this new video that's coming out because positive, what is it, positive series? Positive series, yes. I'm so proud of positive series. Excited about it. Yeah, because this um, year I positive living when Bruce spoke about it, he actually played your video, which I didn't actually know that until the end that it was you and you were there, and you know it was, it was very. Yeah. It was for me. It was touching. Uh, was that the first time that you saw that video, or did you see that before? No, that was actually the first time for me too. I'd 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 been speaking with the artists and everything, and and given my information and input, and you know, working with uh, working with her, but I hadn't seen I hadn't seen anything yet except for I, I'd they she had sent me a picture of the character. And that was all I had seen. Uh, the yeah, the first time I saw the first time I saw my my video was at USCA with everyone else. <laughs> and what were your thoughts? I mean, did you know? Well, one, did you know Bruce was going to play it? Yes, he had told me. Um, okay. Uh, before before going to USCA, that uh, that it was going to be the positive series was going to be uh, revealed at USCA, and and I was. So excited about it! I couldn't wait to see it myself. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. You know, we just had Davina on 
um, I think two weeks ago, and she actually was a part of that series as well. So it's great work that you guys are yeah. doing. Yeah, and she has an awesome video too. I love I love her artwork and uh, and her story is, is powerful. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a real creative way to tell a story. It, it is. is beautiful. It is beautiful. For our listeners, if you're not aware, uh, you can go to positive series dot com, I believe, or is it positive series dot? Okay, it's positive series dot org. And you can check that out. It is a campaign done by Beeve and Prevention Access Campaign in which you can download um, posters, flyers, palm cards, postcards, all customizable, uh, to, and you can add your own agency's logo, and it's all free. To, and it no, helps can I just to tell you this, Brady? This yes. is the first time I'm going to the website, right? So I just said, let me just punch it in and go ahead. So if you're listening, you have to go to a positiveseries.org. It is so cool. You go to the way you have these little cartoon characters, and they're all talking about you equals you. It's just really cool and hip, and it's fun. You know, people have to go it check is. it out. It is, and like I said, it's fun to play around with. You know, there's different messaging, um, approve or like correct messaging about you equals you, and you can move things around. And like I said, it's fun, and you can spend almost you know hours playing around with it and designing. Designing what you want. Um, well, Katie, other than you equals you, you are also is are you still the community engagement coordinator for Thrive Alabama? I know. <clears throat> um, I am on I am on the community advisory board. That's right. That's right. Uh, with Thrive it's Alabama, so that was actually that was that was actually the first thing I did after after coming back from Positive Living uh, 2016. Um, that that following uh, December, uh, November, December, uh, I saw an application for the community advisory board, and I uh, I signed up for that. I had found my I had I had found my opening, you know, somewhere to get involved. And so, I, and then um, I mean, it all started happening really fast. Like um, once it started, I got a call from. Um, uh, uh, someone with the Alabama Department of Public Health uh, who invited me to join the uh, HIV prevention, uh, HIV prevention and care planning group. Awesome. Okay. And right after that, I was uh, invited to join the Positive Women's Network Policy Fellowship. And I and I fell in love with the Positive Women's Network at, in 2016, so I I jumped at that right. I jumped at that opportunity. And um, Positive Women's Network, for those for our listeners who aren't aware, Positive uh, Positive Women's Network is probably the most fierce advocacy group that I have ever encountered in my life. Um, between Nan, Nana and and Barb and Katie and Jenny and Tiomi, these these women are are leading the way. Um, they are like leading the way for us. Um, but tell us more though about uh, just some of your local efforts there um, in Alabama. Some of the things that you're doing on a on a local advocate level. Well, locally, um, I run uh, I run my social media pages. Um, um, I do I do. Um, 
I go to I go to my meetings with with uh, the prevention access campaign. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I messed that up. I go to my meetings with with, with the community advisory board, and and we have quarterly meetings in Montgomery for the HIV prevention and care group. Okay. Um, at Thrive, we also have we also we also started a advocacy. A program called I Advocate the I Advocate Project. There are fourteen of us, and and we uh, we do you know we talk to people locally, um, you know just advocate uh, you know in any way we can uh, locally, and we have we have monthly meetings. Okay. Um, I. I share a lot of a lot of information um on uh on my group page Alabama Pause Life um or Alabama Coalition. And that's on Facebook? Yes. Yes, on Facebook, okay. uh, Alabama Alabama Pause Life or Alabama Transgender Coalition. And I also run uh PWN Alabama Members and Allies. Okay. So, You're a big um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I feel like I went from I went from not doing anything and wanting to get involved to jumping off in the deep end of the ocean not knowing how to swim yet. <laughs> yeah, I think I've I I been learning fast. Yes, I think that happens to a lot of us um new advocates when we first come on the scene um and we begin Seeing the opportunities that are available after not after spending so much time wanting to do something, and all that pent up energy that when we finally do, that avenue opens up and we we start seeing all these different places and ways that we can can help. We, we kind of do kind of bite off more than we can chew as we say down south. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or as Josh was saying, expensive. Right, right. Things things, things are expensive. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Katie, I have some questions coming um, coming in um, from Twitter. Somebody uh, posts and asks, um, "Where are we at? Da, 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 da. Uh, do you have a website?" So that I'm not. Sh- I don't believe that we have. Um, I have one for you. You don't have a, a physical website, right, for people to go to? No, I don't have a website. Um, just my just my not Facebook yet, group. but you can. But you can find her on Facebook, and we're going to link her um, through all our, our Pause Radio sites so you can find her there. I know she's also, I think, on Instagram as well, right? Yes. Yes, I'm on okay, Instagram. Okay, so, yeah. so they can follow us there. Um, I also have a, a question that asks about self-care. What do you do for self-care? Oh, self-care. Um, my puppies is is big for me. I, I I love my. I have four Shih Tzus, and and they are my world. <laughs> I can when I get stressed out. When I get uh, when I get when I get stressed out, I I'll cuddle up with with one of them, and 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 the world melts away. <laughs> uh, so the next well, question I have. Um, okay, do you have something to say, Brady? I was just going to ask, um, within self-care, and I was just sitting here thinking about, you know, coming, you equals you, and, and I was thinking about the process that you've gone through 
um, how's your relationship with your with your children been since? Did you, you equals you have an impact on that as well? Um, kind of not really. I mean it it changed it changed a lot for me personally inwardly. Um, but by the time I learned U equals U, I was also I had also been um, in transition for about a year, and okay. um, um, my family take it well. Um, they left in they left last June, and um, unfortunately, I haven't seen any of them since. Such a shame. Such a shame that people can't accept people for, for who they are. Um, well, then, also yeah. I, talk about, I do know that you are also now um, seeing someone. You are with a, a partner whom I got to meet this summer. Yeah. Yeah. You yep. want to talk about Miss Jane Lynn, her crazy show? <laughs> yep, she's awesome. She's, 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 Everything I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm shy. She, I'm shy. She's bold. Uh, oh, we, know, we, Robert, very we, bold. we figured out that bold. We figured out that very bold. She is. She is not shy about letting you know what she thinks. Or, or and she likes to have. She likes to have fun. You know, she'll. She'll have fun with anyone. She'll uh, she never meets a stranger, and and I mean, you know, she's she helps she helps me to come out a lot out of my shell because uh, you know, like I said, I'm really I'm really shy. You know, a few years ago, I probably couldn't even do this interview. <laughs> I love that. So amazing. Well, I do know that was I just to reminisce a little bit that when that group of five or six Air Force guys came on the beach and started sitting right there in front of us and Jamie Lynn said new bread and hollering and, and saying, take our yeah. picture. And she, was, she was so funny. It was so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. That, no that was fun. <laughs> yeah, she's oh something. I, I... Yeah, but she's all yours. You guys make a great match, you know, opposites attract and I think that kind of you know, the way it works. She's, yeah, she definitely, I could see her bringing anybody out of their shell, really. They can do a thing <laughs> yeah. for a couple minutes. Yes, she will. <laughs> Good deal. That's, uh, well, that's so, Katie, what, so, um, what, go ahead. What, what's next on your radar? What's, what's, what's coming up next for, for Katie? What do you have, have in the works? Um, I don't know. I'm just, uh, Following the river as it goes along, I guess. Um, I'm doing. I'm. I'm just trying to work on. Trying to work on what I am doing. Um, I am. Uh, well, I guess in in what's in the works is. Uh, I have, since graduating from the from the Positive Women's uh, uh, Policy Fellowship. What all did that, uh, What did all of that entail, Katie? I saw a lot about the Positive Women's. Um, Policy fellowship. What all did that entail? Oh, a lot. They teach. Uh, they teach so much about about um, how government works, interacting with government, um, 
um, advocacy techniques and and uh, you know just just so much. Uh, I mean, it's it's about like a college course, <laughs> but it uh, I I really got a lot out of it. Um, and I was in I was I was in there uh, with an amazing group. I, I, uh, the class I was the class I was with are I mean such amazing women. I feel fortunate to have been in that to to have been in that class. Uh, awesome. But since graduating from since graduating from the policy fellowship, um, I became Alabama state lead for the Positive Women's Network, and I'm uh, working with I'm working with uh, another woman, uh, uh, Lisa Johnson Lett, who is who is another awesome woman here in Alabama. Uh, we are trying to build a group of women interested in advocacy to build, uh, hopefully build a PWN Alabama chapter. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Katie, our time is running short, um, but I wanted to thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story with us, uh, with all of us. Uh, Thank you amazing. so much for having me. Wait a minute, Wait, Brady. Uh, Brady, let me ask. Let me. I, you know, let me just ask one more question. I know um, right now yeah. we're we kind of we're going off air, but we're kind of still recording, so people who are listening are still going to hear this. I just, you know, we kind of ask this question to everybody who's, who comes on the show, uh, Katie. I just want to know if there is a young, uh, you know, transgender woman who is newly diagnosed. What advice would you give to her? Don't be afraid. Um, it's it's not as bad. It's not as bad as as you might think. Uh, HIV uh, HIV is not what it used to be. It's not what you probably think it is. Um, it's a manageable it's a manageable condition that that you can live that. You can still live and have a normal, healthy, happy life. Um, as far as transitioning, newly transitioning, just be yourself. There's going to be there's going to be consequences. There's going to be people who turn away from you, and you have to you have to let them. You have to let them go, and and hope that. The time will come when you can reconnect, but you have to be you. You have to be true to yourself and be who you really are because that's the only way you'll ever truly be happy is to be true to yourself. There you had it. You heard it here from Katie. Be true to who you are, Katie. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you at some upcoming conferences soon, hopefully maybe Healthy Voices. I love that. That would, I would be awesome. So thank you. All right, Katie. Thank, thank you. you so have much. a great night. All right, Brady. Another great show down next week. We have uh, Billy Willis joining us, so that should be uh, pretty awesome. We're going to hear his story for the first time. If you ever get his bio, Jimmy, hurry up, Billy. All right, Brady. What? Well, since he <laughs> it's a bio, I'll, I'll tell everyone. I'll tell everyone real quick that next week it is Billy Willis, a great HIV advocate living in North Carolina. Uh, he was very heavily involved in helping to get North Carolina's HIV criminalization laws modernized. So we'll be talking about all that next week.
to go. So join us next week. Till then, talk to you later. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Pause I Am Radio, your dose of hope. Connect with the show at pauseiamradio.com or on social media, and we'll see you next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.